Hey guys, and welcome to the Hikers Anonymous podcast. This is your host, Francisca Weinheimer, and today we are going to talk with Ken, who has been a Patreon member with Hike Oregon for several years now. I've gotten to know him and his story a little bit, and he has a really inspirational story, so I thought he'd be perfect to have on the podcast. If you have an inspirational story about how the outdoors positively impacted your life, please send a short synopsis of your story to hikeoregon at hikeoregon.net and put in the subject line podcast guest and I will read your little synopsis and get a hold of you to possibly be a guest on the podcast. Yeah, we are here with Ken. And he has a pretty inspirational story. So let's get started. Um, Ken, I want to know what is your history with the outdoors? Did you grow up as a child enjoying the outdoors, maybe going hunting or hiking with family? Well, I was born and raised uh, in the Willamette Valley. And I grew up on a 55-acre dairy farm with a creek and a pond, which was really cool. Uh I always loved walking along the creek or skipping rocks at the pond or trying to catch fish. I spent a lot of time alone in the woods near the back of our property, kind of exploring and out in nature. Uh, after I grew up and left the farm, I still spent time outdoors as much as I could. But uh, I started exploring. You know, my family ended up selling the, the farm. and uh, I started exploring logging roads and all the little small peaks that were accessible nearby, you know, where I live here in central Willamette Valley and anywhere in the coast range or the San Juan Pass, that was kind of my area of exploration for a long time. And I never really followed established trails that much back then. I would just kind of wander around, but mostly I liked exploring like waterfalls and lakes and, and uh, trying to see where some of those little gravel roads went you know they'd go wandering off the main road and I'd go drive until I couldn't drive anymore and then turn around and come back that's very cool sounds like you had an, an amazing place to grow up for sure on the farm yeah it was pretty cool uh with the dairy there was always animals around so that was fun but uh definitely big enough to get away from I had there was six kids in my family so I was always looking for somewhere to go you know do something by myself and that pond back there was uh my place to go hide i'd camp back there sometimes and yeah oh nice nice cool yep awesome are you the youngest or one of the oldest uh there was five boys of which i'm the youngest and then a girl sister so i i guess i'd like to know um since it sounds like you grew up really thriving in the outdoors um, is there something that happened in your life that kind of led you away from that? Well, when I was about 28 years old, I actually uh, ended up going to prison. And I I didn't come back for almost 20 years. Oh, wow. And during that time, I was always thinking and dreaming about exploring the outdoors again, you know, and uh, knew that eventually I would get go back home and uh I, I, I even had one of my brothers buy me a topographical map of Oregon book that I could sit there and study and find the places I'd already been and maybe find new places to go when I got out. And, Amazing. Uh, yeah, it was, I would watch like 
Oregon field guide as much as I could or all the shows that I could find on TV to try to, you know, feed that want of being outside. But uh, yeah, that, that that was kind of tough. Yeah, because in there you're you're so disconnected from any kind of nature. Yeah, and it was it was growing up on the west side of the state. I was on the east side of the state, so it was like high desert. Even the the nature I could see didn't look familiar. You know, it wasn't it wasn't what I was used to or, or used to being out in or even longing for. So yeah, it was weird. I ended up appreciating it because that's what was there, but. Yeah, I couldn't wait to go home. My uh, friend was in prison as well. And um, I guess something that always helped him was, you know, receiving pictures from me in the mail um, of all the cool places that I was going because it, it was just kind of like a glimpse into the the outside and, and the beautiful nature. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, my family used to go. Uh, one of the things my brother actually did was... Uh, one time he drove the old school bus route out in the country when that we used to ride going home from school. And uh, he took pictures all the way through the route from the draw while he was driving. And he printed them all out and sent them to me so I could kind of go along with it and see how different it looked now. It's funny when I, when I did get back, I kept thinking, well, it just looks the same, but something didn't look right. And what the thing that didn't look right, it took me a minute to figure it out is all the trees were too big. They, I was like, oh, well, 20 years, trees are going to grow. So they did. So when you got out of prison, was that difficult to reintegrate? I guess you were gone for 20 years. So tell me more about that. It wasn't as difficult as it could have been because I was, thankfully, I had a majority of my family still around during the time that I was there and they kept me grounded and connected to home in a lot of ways. And uh, so like technologically, I already knew what a you know smartphone was and all that kind of stuff. But so, you know, the, the, all that kind of stuff wasn't really, I mean, it's cool to check out when I got back, but it wasn't a shock or anything. Uh, but the hardest part was um, just getting over the fact of actually being, you know, something that you long for for so long and then all of a sudden one day there it is they tell you you can go and you walk out the door and it's like wow that was that that took a while to uh balance itself out i guess but uh thankfully my head you know family they helped me with a place to stay and helping me get like my license and all these things back that you need to get in a bank account. I mean, all the stuff that you need to basically restart a life, you know? So I was very thankful for that. They've really helped me out. They still help me out with that kind of stuff. So. That can really be difficult for people that don't have that support system for sure. Oh yeah. I, I have some friends that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, they just lost contact with any family or anything and when they go home they've got nothing except themselves you know and I try to help out when I can you know even if it's just letting them know what to expect you know that helped a lot because the the unknown is the scariest part 
Right. And getting all the all of those little things together, like you mentioned, getting a license and yeah. just those like little things that we don't really think about because we yeah, have them for 10 years. <laughs> well, and you don't think about how much a bed costs or a pillow. You know, right. Or, or, if or even jeans and a t-shirt. It's yeah, like if you just, get out and you have no money, how are you supposed to dress yourself? Yeah. And if you don't know where to go, uh, you know, there are places that will give you stuff, you know, you can get, but you can't, if you don't have even a smartphone, how do you look it up? You know, I mean, you have to hopefully remember or somebody tells you that you can go to the library and maybe use the computer there to find out something, an address, you know, and walk there. But yeah, it can't be easy. I'm very, very thankful that uh, I had my family and friends to help me out. So um, I guess what ultimately, I mean, I know you said that when you were in prison, you just dreamed about the outdoors and that's probably a huge thing that got you through your time in there. Um, But what ultimately brought you back into wanting to do hiking and stuff like that? Well, when I came home, actually, I came home on a Friday and the very next day, my brother, one of my brothers and I went to Mary's Peak and hiked to the top. Oh, amazing. <laughs> was, it was it good views? Well, it was in May. I got out in like the middle of May. Oh, so wow. It was perfect. It was perfect. Blue sky, and that was one of my favorite places to go before anyway. So I couldn't believe how awesome it felt to be, you know, outdoors and smelling the trees and the views and it was like my soul was reborn and I could breathe again. And since then, that one brother and I, we've hiked to like the top of Sand Mountain Fire Lookout over in, in the Sanian Pass area and Tumalo Falls. And uh, we, I've explored, I started exploring the logging roads and waterfalls and stuff again. But uh, my brother, it, it, just because the scheduling doesn't go with me most times, but we still try to get out, you know, even just to for a drive and then stop and walk around a little bit and it's funny because when i left uh i had two sons and they were just little guys and so when i came back they were both adults and it was like hey they had places that they'd been exploring that they wanted to show me and i had places that they didn't know about then so i showed them them and it, it was pretty cool but yet yet again with lives being so busy you know i'm a I'm a grandpa now, so my one son's married and busy with his whole family and life and work and everything. So it's far, few and far between that we seem to find time to get together and go wander around a little bit. When we do, it just makes it that much more special. Definitely. Yeah, there's nothing better than hiking with family and and getting to show little kids the outdoors. It's oh, really yeah. special. It's, and my grandson just turned one last week, so... I can't wait until, you know, a couple more years and they can really start like cruising up and down the, the, you know, I just have to carry them everywhere. You can actually have them, you know, cruising along with you and exploring and checking out things. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I guess my next question is how has your hiking and outdoors journey changed over time? I think that the older I've gotten experience I've had in life, has uh, made me appreciate it more and in a more detailed way. Whereas before I would just kind of notice, yeah, the view looks nice and, you know, it's it's cool to be out, outdoors and stuff. But now uh, I'd like it means more because it was gone for so long. 
that's the biggest part of it. And seeing it through my son's eyes and his son's eyes now, because you know, go to the beach and he just lights up and it's like, yeah, that's the way I feel about it. <laughs> I'm glad that you got that. You know, it's, it's really cool to give a different perspective than what you had 25 years ago or something, you know, that you can see it now. My son is the same age basically that I was when I left. So it's like, I'm, I'm seeing this whole, it's like, it's all flipped backwards, but it's awesome. That's really cool. Um, what are some lessons that you've learned through being in the outdoors and hiking? Well, I think I've learned that anytime my life gets overwhelming, no matter what what's happening or where I am, I can always stop and take a deep breath and look off at some trees and the mountains or even just the sky and tap into that feeling of being way out in the middle of nowhere, even if it's just for a few seconds. I used to do that sometimes because in the cells, they had a window that looked outside. And I would just sometimes, even though it was in the desert, I would stare off at the clouds and just and just kind of disappear into that for a little while and remember, you know. And uh, for me, I was raised going to church. So for me, being outdoors is how I connect with what my native friends call grandfather, the higher, higher power or whatever it might mean to someone. Uh, you know, I can sit for hours just marveling at the beauty of nature and just um, i i drive truck for a living so uh like today had to go to portland and went to the airport and had to sit there for an hour waiting for something and, and then driving down all the freeway all the way back and all the traffic and it just on a nice day i like it because i can kind of just zone off on the mountains and things the nature that I drive by while I'm driving, but today with it raining and foggy and it was just like, I was just in a tunnel of man-made mess. And, you know, then I come home and I look South towards the Coburg Hills and it's like, ah, yeah, there they are. Clouds are up there hanging on the peaks and it's, there's some snow way off in the distance, you know, it's like, yeah, that's what I like. It's, it's, I get the, the recharge from that. And it's very grounding too. Yeah. If, if you're stressed and you just go outside and breathe some fresh air or look at some trees, I, I often find that it's very grounding and helps with stress. Um, what is currently one of your favorite things about uh, going hiking? I probably have to say just finding a place to sit and listen to all the sounds of the woods, you know, the wind, the birds, the water. I live about five miles away from Horse Rock Ridge Trailhead. So oh, how perfect. It's just up the road. And uh, so I really like going up there and just finding a spot, you know, that even if it's fogged in down below, doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. it's, that's that's as cool to me as if I could see everything, you know. But uh, one of my absolute favorite places to go explore is Quartzville, which is uh, northeast above Sweet Home. And there was a mining town up there back in the late 1800s, but there's nothing there now. There's a paved road that goes from 
the end of Foster Reservoir there, all the way up over the top, and it comes out on Highway 22 near Marion Forks. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like it starts out two lanes and turns into a one lane with turnouts, but it's paved all the way over the top. Of course, they don't plow it or anything. So, in this right, year, right. Not right now, but yeah, yeah. But in the summertime, yeah, it's oh, there never yeah. seems to be anybody after you get a certain ways out there. Yeah. And I've been going up there for over 30 years, and there's hardly ever anybody way up in there. You might see one car, but uh, there's a small waterfall on one turn somewhere up near the top that I always stop there because there's a little spot where you could just like park one car and it's a tiny little creek or something. No name. If there is a name, I don't know what it is, but there's a couple of logs that have been there forever and you can tell that people might've camped there or something. But I always, every time I go up there, I stop there and I sit on that log just soaking up the peace. And it's, Last time I was up there, I sat there for over three hours and not one vehicle drove by. I mean, I couldn't hear anything other than nature. I just didn't want to leave. <laughs> I just wanted to stay there, you know. But uh, being in places like that really fills me with peace and joy. Well, I guess the last question I have for you is, uh, what is a message you would like to share with the listeners? Could be anything like an inspirational quote that has helped you or just a specific place they should visit um, or a tip getting started in the outdoors, maybe? I think it's it's probably a place that, that uh, nobody ever seems to have heard of it, <laughs> which is cool. But uh, it's called Gordon Lakes. It's a few miles up the mountain to the south of House Rock Campground. Up on Highway, up on Highway Twenty, by up above Cascadia there, and uh, instead of turning to the right to go down to the campground, you just keep following that road back up in there, and you turn right, like on the first right that you get, and it's not a, it's all gravel, it's drivable, but in the winter time, yet again, they don't pave it or anything, so there's no restrooms there, there's no benches, there's no boat docks, anything like that. It's just a sign like one of those little bulletin boards that has the trail number and a couple of postings. And there are two lakes with a small stream draining the upper lake into the lower one. And it's surrounded by like old growth timber. And it's never been developed at all except for that road. And there's just a wide spot at the end where you can park. And uh, it's not a tough trail, but it's a little bit rough because it just kind of winds through those trees and it drops down from the parking lot a little bit. I mean, it's it's definitely an adventure, but it's definitely doable for the average person, I think. But uh, you can hike. There's a trail that goes around the upper lake that I haven't done, but uh, it's just so beautiful there. I've been there probably 20 times over the years, and I've never seen anyone else there. And it's, I mean, the, the trail, the, the Gordon Lakes Trail, I think it goes west from there. I've seen it on the maps for sure. I've never gone to Gordon. It's it's on my list. But yeah, I've I've seen it on maps. It's it can be quite a longer hike, I think. Yeah, I've had I had a friend take me there back in like eighty nine and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I'd lived in this area the whole time and never heard of this place. And I took friends up there and they were like, What? Where's this place been? There's no signs to point to it. There's nothing. But, you know, going to places like that, that just helps me to remember the feeling 
standing there looking at the trees and the reflections in the water and and just peace you know there's no there's no stresses of the day or anything like that it's just a no worries it's just there and it's always there you know it's to me that's that feeling has helped me get through some pretty rough times and and actually being able to be outdoors again and recharge that feeling is is pretty cool i think the constant like the fact that it's always there like even if a wildfire goes through and stuff like that because i have to remind myself like the place is still there even if it burns or whatever that's right because <laughs> yes. i get super upset about wildfires burning places yep. um but like the lakes and the you know the landscape like everything about the place it's still there and i think that thought is really soothing and comforting if you're going through a hard time maybe you're injured and you can't get out you know or you're in prison or you're in another country and you're missing home just having that thought of that place is still there and it will be there forever i think is really comforting yes absolutely absolutely it is one of my favorite places, like I said before, is Mary's Peak. And I've been going up there all my life because my family used to take relatives that would come visit us. And that was the place, you know, we'd all drive, drive up there and show them the view. And and it's, you know, I've been going up there. As soon as I got my license, that was one of the first places I drove was drive up to the top and just sit there for a while <laughs> and say, I can do this anytime I want. But yeah, it's it's definitely something that was on my mind for a long time. And even now when I'm just, like I said, stressed driving through crazy traffic on I-5, it's like I can look off to the west and see Mary's Peak sitting there if it's clear enough to see, which it wasn't today. But <laughs> I can see it and just and remember. Well, thank you so much, Ken, for being my first guest on this podcast. No problem. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Again, if you have an inspirational story about how the outdoors positively impacted your life or helped you through a dark time, please email me with the subject line podcast guest and the email is hikeoregon at hikeoregon.net. I will have that in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and happy trails.